Happy Wednesday, Wildcat fans. I'm your host, Mike Luke. All right, we're going to talk about possible recruits for Arizona and what Arizona needs from some of its returning players in the 2023 class to really get this thing to the next level. Let's get started here on Locked on Wildcats. You are Locked on Wildcats. Your daily podcast on the Arizona Wildcats. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Thanks for keeping it locked on, Wildcats. As always, I am your host, Mike Luke. All right, we got a lot to get to this show, but we're first we're going to talk a little bit more about Jaden Bradley, what he would mean, and then some of the interior improvements that would be necessary for this Arizona basketball team. But first, Jaden Bradley. Um, we talked about him a little bit yesterday. Uh, Arizona pursuing him. I think he'd be a very nice fit on this Wildcats uh, basketball team. Now, you might remember, you might say, Jaden Bradley, that name's familiar. It's because he is, the name is familiar. He was a guy that Tommy Lloyd did recruit early on, and um, uh, he ended up going to Alabama. Now, a lot of people have looked at his stats at Alabama and said, well, how good can he really be? Because, you know, he didn't put up a lot of numbers there. I keep telling people this. Alabama was the most talented team in the country this past year, and he did still play. He got six points, three assists per game, but you had guys in front of you like Javon Quinterly, a guy that Arizona fans certainly remember, who have been there forever, and um, that was always going to be a little bit of a, a difficult uh, place to be able to crack the rotation initially. I think he would fit in very, very nicely at the University of Arizona. Not only do I think he'd fit in nicely, I think he'd fit in perfectly there, and here's why. And again, not going to make it out like Jaden Bradley is like the best player that the world's ever seen because he's not. But Arizona needs backcourt depth. Arizona needs guys in the backcourt who can not only play, but can be here for a while. Because again, as we've talked about before, Kylan Boswell is, um, you know, I don't look at Kylan Boswell as a great NBA prospect per se. But a lot of other people do or, you know, but that's not really up to me because a lot of people think that, you know, Kylan Boswell will play in the NBA. And you know what? If you're his uh, parents and that's uh, where you're essentially, um, you know, and that's where you're kind of looking at everything. Yeah, it makes total sense. I get it. A lot of people I know are in on that, and I'm not going to ever be the one that's going to tell a kid that, yeah, you don't know what you're doing, this and that. And I've been wrong on a kids, be, or I've been wrong on players before. I've always believed that I believe that Kylan Boswell was a very good uh, uh, college prospect, and that he could play in the NBA. But I don't look at him as a next level type guy. But who knows? Maybe Jalen Brunson is kind of uh, making that. Um, making that case for this younger crowd right here. I could certainly see that being the case because, again, you look at Brunson, you look at how he's dominating the NBA right now, and you see a certain type of player that kind of fits into uh, that mold right there in Kylan Boswell. But, but again, there are things about Boswell that you really like. He's uh, – He's definitely more athletic than a lot of people give him credit for. And that's definitely a testament to him because when you first look at him, he doesn't look like your prototypical, uh, he doesn't look like your prototypical, uh, you know, next level type basketball player because he's really stocky. He's built low to the ground, but he's a surprisingly good athlete 
which I think you need to take into account right there. And not only is he a surprisingly good athlete, he's a player that people seem to gravitate towards. And not only gravitate towards, but they look like, you know, I want to follow Kylan Boswell's lead. And that is a big thing right there because, again, um, he's going to be the face of this franchise. He's going to be the face of this program, I think, going, uh, you know, going into next season. So, again, got to be able to look at uh, got to be able to look at that and say that, you know, there's there's a lot to like there. And obviously there is a lot to like there. Plus, I love the way that uh, I love the way that he conducts himself on the court. He's the kind of guy that um, he's the kind of guy that uh, doesn't really get ahead of himself. And I was a little surprised at how well he could shoot the three. Um, he could shoot the three at a very, very high level. And as the year went on, not only was he shooting the three at a high level, that he looked comfortable doing it. And I think a, a mistake that Tommy Lloyd made was not playing him more towards the end of the year. Because again, I watch him and I watched him this past year and thought to myself that, um, yeah, uh, you know, this is a guy who, this is a guy who, um, you know, should have played more, especially when Kirk Creasa was struggling in the manner in which he was in the NCAA tournament. I mean, Kirk Creasa, I mean, let's be honest here, was essentially useless against Princeton. Uh, he would bring the ball up the court. He couldn't shoot at all. He got abused. There was nothing that was really good about Kirk Creasa's performance. Meanwhile, Kylan Boswell is playing really good ball, and he's not getting those kind of touches. I would love to see that reversed right there. Well, you will see it reversed because, again, Kirk Creasa has moved on. And I think that Boswell is going to get, obviously, the lion's share of, uh, I think uh, Boswell is going to get, the, you know, what, 30 minutes per game. And I like that a great deal. Now, I will say that I li- I would like to see, I would like to see then Arizona be able to get somebody like Jaden Bradley, because I think Jaden Bradley brings a lot of uh, intrigue to the equation right here. And I guess I, what I mean by the, uh, the intrigue factor is I, again, you don't need him to be a great player, but again, we're going to talk about that in a second, but first let's talk about built bar, built bar. Now, you might say to yourself, Mike, what can Built Bar do for me? It can make you strong. It can make you physical. It can, And on top of that, I'm going to the gym after this workout. How many times have you dreaded going to the gym because you're like, oh, I don't want to go to the gym. I don't want to have to do this stuff. Built Bar is here for you. And Built Bar, when, uh, when you're getting done working out, you can say, man, the day has just begun because I can go get a Built Bar at that point and that is what is exciting stuff. And again, that's where I think we should all embrace the lifestyle that is Built Bar right there. So again, check it out. Get it all your GNCs. We're going to take a quick break and we'll be right back with you. March Madness is right around the corner. If you want to win your office pool, you need to stay caught up with all the college basketball action with the Locked On College Basketball Podcast. Every Monday, Andy Patton and Isaac Shade recap the biggest stories in college basketball, keep you up to date on the NCAA tournament bubble, and get you ready for the upcoming week of games. From the Big East to the Mountain West and everywhere in between, Andy and Isaac have college hoops covered on the Locked On College Basketball Podcast. Available on YouTube and wherever you get podcasts. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network. Your team every day. Thanks for keeping it locked on, Wildcats. I am your host, Mike Luke. All right, so now let's talk about how Jaden Bradley would fit in there. I think he'd fit in immaculately because, again, Jaden Bradley, 
Um, I believe will be a guy who's going to be here for a, uh, uh, I believe Jaden Bradley would be here for quite a while, to be honest with you. And I think that's a good thing. Um, and again, we're going to talk about this more in depth tomorrow and about what it would mean and how it would accentuate other players' skills. But if you get Jaden Bradley in there, not only is that a good thing for you, but you also have a guy who, um, you also have a guy in, uh, in Bradley who I think could be that next level type contributor for you and would be a good player on top of that. So that's where it is with uh, Jane Bradley right there. And I think that's where it's, uh, I think you're always uh, fascinated right there by what he could possibly, why, what he could possibly do for you right there. Now, um, we're uh, now I will say this. Um, the, uh, I think with uh, with Arizona, I think where it's also a little bit uh, interesting is that you got other players in there as well. Now, so you got Jaden Bradley, and if you got Carter or uh, you got Kylan Boswell in the backcourt, that is a great, great start right there. And again, it gives you a look. I'm going to keep coming back to this. It gives you a little bit of position flexibility. It gives you a little bit of a recruiting flexibility right there because your your point guard spot would be kind of sewed up. Now, again. I'd love to see Arizona get Dedon Thomas. I'd love to see him get uh, Zoom Diallo. I don't see those ones happening, though. And you know what? That's okay. Um, because if you got Jaden Bradley, I think you're in a pretty good spot. Now, 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 let's talk about the uh, let's talk about some of the other spots that we got here and who could really develop and who not. And before uh, anybody asks, Jamari Phillips and Carter Bryant, they are not reclassification options right there. So again, I get this question quite often. They will not be reclassifying. So again, this year's team is about finding what you can do right there. Then you got Pella Larson. Um, Pella will be back. Pella will not be playing in the NBA. Uh, Pella is not an NBA player in my opinion, but Pella Larson is doing what any smart guy should do. He should go there. He should get feedback. And I would expect Pella Larson to be back. As a matter of fact, I would be stunned if he's not back. But I can also give you Pella Larson. Uh, I can also give you uh, Pella Larson and what I expect from him this coming season. And I, that is a uh, that's a guy who is. I think uh, I think with Pella Larson, that's a guy who is. Um, you know, again, he can't really dribble the ball very well, and he doesn't have a quick shot. But um, I do think that he's got the—I uh, think he's got the capabilities of uh, being a pretty, pretty darn good player, to be honest with you. But again, I think that's more of a twelve and five type dude right there. Now, oh, uh, KJ Lewis. I know a lot of people have a lot of questions about KJ Lewis. You know, what can KJ Lewis do? This and that. I am a bigger fan of most than KJ Lewis right here. Um, not only, uh, um, uh, let's see, not only is um, KJ Lewis a, uh, a player that I think is going to be a really, really good athlete um, for Arizona, I think he can be a defensive stopper. And um, I think he's going to play earlier than some people think. I know some people are a little bit... Um, little bit uh, questioned questioned about you know where exactly um where exactly uh you know he would fit in there but I like KJ Lewis I think KJ Lewis is going to be able to play and I think he's going to be able to play early so again big fan of that one right there now uh let's talk a little bit about where um 
the rest of this team is. You need Henry Vesar to take a jump. I'm not breaking any news right there. I'm just saying you need Henry Vesar to make that jump. And I think Big Henry can make that jump. But again, this is always why with international players, um, this is always why with international players, you're a little circumspect. Because again, it's just different. Um, you got, uh, you know, like, and we'll use uh, we'll use a Julius Tabellus, and we'll use uh, uh, Henry Vasar. It's kind of that test. Uh, it's kind of that test sample right there. Um, both these dudes are. Um, both these guys are pretty. You know, let's be honest. I mean, they were both r ranked somewhat similar, and uh, you know, and that's and that's a good thing. They were both ranked somewhat similar, but Azulis came in and was ready to put up twelve and seven immediately. Henry was not ready for that. Now. You might you can watch Henry and say, man, that's a pretty talented kid right there. If he extends his range out a little bit, does a little bit of this, does a little bit of that, he could be good to go. But those are also some ifs right there that you got to uh, certainly take into account. Um, but I'd like to see Big Henry be eleven and four this year, eleven and five, something like that. I think Henry's got it in him, and not only that. Um, I think that he would provide some shot blocking, a little bit of athleticism there on the interior that uh, our guy Umar Ballo might lack, but makes up for in other ways right there. I need a big jump from Henry Vasar, and I believe that we can get a big jump from Henry Vasar. That's why. Um, that's why. You know, uh, it's going to be fascinating to me to see what exactly uh, what they can do. All right, now, now let's talk about. Um, let's talk a little bit now about where, um, uh, some of these other guys come in. Umar Ballo, I've thought from the very beginning could make a little bit more of a jump, but not too much more of a jump. I think that Umar kind of is what he is at this point, And that is not a put down to Umar Ballo is, uh, you know, he's much better than I ever thought. I think Umar can maybe be 16 and eight instead of 14 and eight, but I don't think he's going to be much more just because he's kind of heavy footed. Um, there's not a lot of quick twitch to Umar, which is, uh, you know, um, there's not a lot of quick twitch uh, to Umar, which is something that you certainly do account. But again, he's a good player, though. Um, but Henry Vesar would uh, would definitely uh, an improvement right there from Henry would definitely help that out quite a bit. Now, the internet from two international guys you get. Um, again, that's why we're kind of taking it with a little bit of a grain of salt because you don't really know when you're dealing with international dudes what exactly you're going to be getting. And that's something I think that we all need to keep in mind right there. But so that's kind of where it is right there with those guys. I like Dylan Anderson. I know some other people don't like Dylan Anderson. I'd like Dylan Anderson to be able to be somewhat of a contributor this year. And I think he can be somewhat of a contributor this year. But again, you only got seven Scully guys. That's why it's important for me to be able to get a Jaden Bradley, to be able to get a player like a, uh, um, you know, to be able to get a player like a, uh, uh, somebody like that. Because again, I think he gives you, because one thing that I think we've seen about Tommy is that, well, I guess Tommy can recruit. Tommy can also strike out at times. That's where I, we have a roster right now with seven players on it. You got to be able to improve that a little bit, in my opinion. And I think they will be able to improve that a little bit. Um, but those are kind of where you're at. Now, some of the other things that you got. Um, some of the other players then. Um, I don't believe you're going to get, we talked about this yesterday. Don't believe you're going to get Olivier Kumwa. And that's okay because, again, at the end of the day, that's not a, uh, I don't think that's the worst thing in the world. 
Um, but I would have liked to have gotten him. Now, as you list to Bellis, I believe we'll uh, move on. I get people asking all the time, why doesn't he come back? I just don't think Azulis has a ton to prove anymore. I don't think that Azulis can get much better in the college game because, again, I don't really view Azulis as an NBA player. And a lot, some of that's between the ears. Some of that's because I don't think his game uh, translates in a uh, great way. But, again, he's going to be able to make a lot of money overseas. And if you're essentially the same guy this year as you are last year, outside of getting a massive NIL, why wouldn't you take that opportunity? That's why I think Zoo is going to take that opportunity. And he's going to go make a lot of money. And I think he's going to make a lot of money overseas. Again, as Steve Rivera likes to say, um, uh, as Steve Rivera likes to say, uh, I'd love to have his future. Um, I'd love to have his future. Uh, but and um, we'll uh, we'll find out where exactly he is. All right, now we're going to take a quick break. Um, uh, and we'll be right back with you. Thanks for keeping it locked on Wildcats. I am your host, Mike Luke. All right. Um, and uh, all right. Now the future, let's talk a little bit about the conference. Um, there's a lot to like about, I think the future of uh, um, uh, the conference right here. But first we got to talk a little bit about who I think the two big dogs coming in next year um, are uh I think the two big dogs coming in this year are obviously you're going to be Oregon and you're going to be uh, UCLA. Those are the two ones that you're like, all right, those guys are going to be really, really good. Those teams are going to be very, very good. And for a variety of reasons, they're returning everybody, which is obviously a very nice thing. And not only are they returning everybody, they are, uh, these are guys that are, uh, well, not returning everybody, but they're also bringing in really good players. You look at Oregon, you got in Folly Dante. And again, Oregon's been kind of a cluster these past couple of years, so take it for what it's worth. But you bring in in Folly Dante, you bring in uh, Nate Biddle. Um, you bring in Nate, uh, uh, you already got Nate Biddle there in the front court. Then you've also got other players too. You got Mookie Cook, you got KJ Evans, you got Jackson Shellstad, you got, uh, um, Again, a Mookie Cook. You've got a bunch of dudes. You got a Keyshawn Bartholomew. They should be good. And again, if they're not good this year, then that one's on Dana Altman. And everybody knows that I love Dana Altman. Um, so that's kind of where it is with that. Now, um, USC, you lose Drew Peterson, but you essentially return everybody else. And all those other players are very, very good players. Um, so you've got a big Vince coming back. You got a Boogie Ellis. You got a ton of dudes like that. Lots of guys to really, really like out there. And I think lots of guys that are really impressive. Um, those two teams to me are the two best teams in the league, which just feels weird saying it. But then I think you'll have Arizona and UCLA. Listen, with Tommy Lloyd, with uh, Mick Cronin, they're going to fill out the roster. They're going to find out ways to get dudes. Um, I just don't believe that you're going to be able to get the kind of difference makers that those two teams have coming in. Plus, USC is probably going to be getting Bronny James here shortly. So you're looking at a starting lineup of – Boogie Ellis, Bronny James, um, uh, Big Vince up front. Maybe you go with uh, maybe you go with a Morgan. You but you got a ton of different options right there. Losing Trey White was a big loss though for them, in my opinion. But those are the two teams right there. Arizona right now, the guys you know are probably going to start are Kylan Boswell, Pella Larson, if the mind is right. Um, Umar Ballo, those are your three starters. So you got other places to be able to fill in some spots. Jaden Bradley. So again, that's where it's at. But Arizona, I think, will be a top four team again. And then 
uh, you're looking uh, the next year, you're looking to possibly take that jump. Okay. Now, going to take a quick break um, and we will be back with you uh, tomorrow. Obviously, we're going to talk, we're going to talk some Arizona softball and baseball, get you all caught up there on what's been going on. We've been a little remiss in that, but you know, we've had so much movement in basketball and football that we got to play the hits on those ones, as they say on the radio. So again, we're going to take a quick break, signing off with you, but we'll be back with you tomorrow. Have a great rest of your Wednesday. As always, back the A, you have been listening to the Locked On Wildcats podcast, and we will talk with you tomorrow.